Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Jimmy Seibert Podcast. My name is Drew Stedman, and I have the privilege of serving here at Antioch as the U.S. Director. I'm going to be tag-teaming with Brandon Seibert. You'll hear from both of us at times mm-hmm. alongside of Jimmy here on the podcast. And today, we're excited to talk about roles and goals. And roles and goals. You've been there around you Antioch any length of time, <laughs> or if your last name is Seibert, you know about roles and goals. And I thought, Jimmy... Uh, just been such a shaping thing for a lot of people on how we organize our time. And I thought today he could take us into what that looks like for him. Sure, sure. Well, you know, it's funny you said exciting roles and goals. That hasn't always been the deal at my house. (laughs) Uh, About half the family's excited, half of them like, oh, no, Dad, here we go again. Um, But here's here's the key deal is that um, the make or break of being a disciple of Jesus is intentionality. Right. It's not just great desire or a great hope or even gratitude. All those are, are needful. But our intentional uh, saying yes to God and then ordering our life around the kingdom is really key. David said it this way in Psalm 90, verse 12, Teach me to order my days that I might present to you a heart of wisdom. Isn't that great? Yeah. So we don't know how to order our days, so we need God to teach us how to order our days. Uh, another scripture in Ephesians um, Ephesians 5:15 says, "Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So I don't know years ago I, I just said, okay, I gotta I gotta figure out what's God saying in each season. What are the areas of my life that I need to keep aligned rightly? And then how can I help others do the same? So, uh, so that's so that's kind of the the backdrop uh, for uh, roles and goals. Um, so let me let me kind of take you into it um, and ask me any questions along the way. I will. If it's not clear. Uh, so um, the first thing is is we do it three times a year. So about now May. This is a great time because you're going into summer uh, and you're getting you're going to be kind of gearing down, if you will. But you don't want to gear out. <laughs> you want to gear down, but you don't want to blip out because there's things that God wants to do in the summer that are unique, and you want to apprehend those. Then we do that in August, kind of getting ready for school. Do that again in December, getting ready for the new year. So it all begins with what's the word of the Lord to you? What's God saying to you about this season? So I wrote on the top of my page. For, uh, I just did this last week. And I wrote, okay, the time is still now. We wrote, our word for the year was the time is now, but the time's still now, even this summer. Uh, So Lord, I know that the time is now. I know Isaiah 54, two and three are still key uh, for what you're saying to me. I know you're calling me to a fresh place of intimacy with you. So those scriptures, words, I have a few specifics that I wrote down and said, all right, so I know the word of the Lord is to be attentive now. I know that he wants to enlarge my tent and he wants to strengthen my pegs out of Isaiah 54. All right, so once I'm clear about what God's speaking in the season, and it could be very specific. Hey, I'm supposed to invest extra time in my family. That's a word of the Lord for this season. Or 
hey, my work situation, I got to get this thing straight. Or I haven't been investing in the nations. I need to, it could be any topic at all, but just Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Write it down. So do you and Laura, do you guys do that together? Yeah, so so there's kind of two things going on. Everybody does it individually in our family. And then Laura and I will come together and say, what's God saying okay, to us? Great. So it's kind of two charts, if you will, going. Um, so I did that on a personal level. And then I say, all right, spiritually, what's it look like right now? And I, I, I found this about kind of intentionality or wanting to change or whatever, if you don't have a scripture to go with it, there's probably no power in it. Mm, that's that's why self-help books sell by the millions, diet books sell by the millions, but very few people actually live them out for long because there's not a biblical conviction with to go with it. They're just a human desire, right? right. Now, that, that's huge, right? right? Human desire can go a long way. The strong will can kind of win out over the end. But in the, in the end, without a scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get to that satisfaction in God, that, that God place that he has for you. So I've written down spiritually, and I wrote Psalm 27, 4, right? One thing I've asked mm-hmm. the Lord, that shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I said, all right, God, what are you saying to me in this season? And without getting to, to specifics, because I don't want anybody to feel like they have to copy and paste me, I just... First and foremost, say, all right, well, how much time do I need in this season, morning by morning, to get my tank filled, to feel like I'm praying for the things that God's put before me, and making headway in my walk with the Lord? So that's a there's a time factor spiritually. It could be stuff like, hey, I want to fast one day a week for this particular breakthrough. Or um, it could be, man, you know, uh, my scripture meeting's been waiting. I want to do this or scripture memory or whatever. Anything in word, worship, and prayer could be even habits of the heart, you know, my anger, uh, I'm going to meditate on scriptures. Whatever it is, that spiritual aspect needs to be crystal clear, because if it's not, um, you'll just kind of drift with good intentions and not make headway. So, spiritually. And then the the next one is mentally. So, all right, a lot of scriptures on the mind, right? Renewing your mind. Romans 12, 2, don't uh, be conformed to this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind that you may know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That is speaking about the Word of God, but good mental health is also about uh, attentiveness to Rome, to Philippians 4 that says whatever's true, lovely, honorable, good, right, think on these things. So for me, that usually the mental side uh, goes into, all right, I want to read books as well as read the Bible. Now, I want to read healthy books. So I've got uh, listed, for me, I like historical fiction. That kind of keeps my mind just uh, alive uh, in that creative realm. I want to read something on leadership. I want to read something on devotional life. And so those three books, I kind of keep going as as a pace. And for me, I put down for this summer, I want to read one all the way through per month. So that keeps me going every day because now I've set a goal that I'm planning on following through with, with a scripture that I want to renew my mind and keep my mind on good things. So give us a couple of book recommendations. What's something that somebody else is wanting to share that goal? Um, Well, on on historical fiction, um, there's there's a couple of guys. There's a guy named T. Davis Bunn that did a great little series through kind of the Middle East and Turkey and everything else okay. where he takes points in history and then he puts in a, a fictional, you know, narrative to go with it, you know. Um, 
And now for those who are a little more CIA oriented and a little more jacked up, you know, <laughs> uh, Joel Rosenberg, I love yeah. that stuff. So th- those those kind of things. I mean, literally, if I didn't stop, I could read till four in right. the morning because once my mind gets going. But it could be anything. But I, uh, for me, the reason I choose Christian writers is a general rule, not always. But the reason I do is because they're going to be coming from my worldview, and I don't want it, my worldview tainted. Yeah, like, yeah. And again, the balance of all that doesn't mean that I don't read sec- secular books because I do, w- w- like more on business or leadership or whatever. And I can learn from anybody, but probably on that creative side, I kind of stay with more uh, redemptive themes, you know, along the way. Uh, but anyway, so so the mental side, uh, and it could be, um, uh, hey, I've got a, a mindset that's out of control, you know, a stronghold. Mm-hmm. Hey, I am thinking poor of someone, or I, I find angry thoughts coming in my mind, or whatever it is, and I could be a mindset shift. So mentally, I just want to be clear. So um, then... Um, I've, I've added a new category, which for those who kind of follow the roles and goals, is emotional. Okay. All right. What is what is what does the emotional bucket look like? And um, uh, the, the, it says in First uh, Thessalonians five twenty three and twenty four, said you want to be sanctified, body, soul, and spirit until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That I want my whole being to be saturated with the goodness of God. And my emotional life really matters. So uh, that could be stuff like, um, hey, in the morning, am I making sure my heart is good? Not just that I've read the word, prayed my prayers, done my deal, but am I worshiping? It, it's usually more that that soulish realm. My mind, will, and emotions coming alive a little bit more. So on the emotional side, I said, hey, I want to be alive and happy and whole everywhere I go. And when I'm not, I want to throw the flag and say, Holy Spirit, what are you doing so that my emotions are in check and not out of control? You know, um, maybe just a little tangent. I think on the emotional side, we all give ourselves excuses because we all say to each other, oh, you're just human. I'm just being human. Very true. We are all human, and there's plenty of room to just have a close friend that you vent with or share with. But I'm not sure that being human is being godly. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure being human is best. Actually, the Bible says mindset on the flesh is death, by the way. So so there's not, so even though I'm a human, I want to make sure my emotions are locked into the kingdom and into the throne room. So it's almost like you're saying we acknowledge, we acknowledge where we're at. All of us are going to have hard days or whatever. But what you're saying is, but we don't stay there. Yeah. Or, you know, we might be there for a while, but we're, we're contending by the Spirit of God that, no, there's grace. There's grace to tap into the sure. life of God. Yeah, and you can't you can't live there because my deal is um, if you think you're uh, if you're you're angry and you vent, it's a bucket that can't ever be full. But what I mean by that is this: anger uh, gives more anger, gives more anger, gives more anger. You don't just get rid of it because you vented, unless you come back to God and say, "And God, you fill that space. And God, I depend on you, and I trust you. Forgive me, all that." You know what I'm saying? So, all right, so we got it. We, we're going through it uh, mentally, emotionally. I'm going to pick up the pace here a little bit for today's podcast. But relationally, um, all right, who are the one to three people who don't know Jesus that I'm investing in? Who are the kind of two to three or more relationships that Laura and I are going to invest in during this time? So I have discipleship under there, but I also have, all right, who, who are the friendships we're going to invest in in this season? And I say that because, listen to this podcast, you've got people of all kinds of ages. 
But you realize going from college to young adult life to married life to family, etc., your relationships transition and you, you, you can't meet with everybody all the time and you can't be best friends with everybody all the time. So even in seasons, God gives you uh, the ability to be closer to some than to others. And so, but without you clarifying it, you're always going to say, we should have gotten with that couple or we should have gotten with that friend or I should have done this. Man, by writing it down, I'm going to do it right, then versus should have done it. Um, I think that the misnomer about Christian community is it just happens and not healthy Christian community. It's intentional, right? You got to pursue what it is you feel that that God has for you in that season and people need to be pursued uh, because it doesn't just happen, especially as the years go on. You found that to be true? Absolutely. Uh, Something you told me years ago I'm going to botch how you said it, but everybody's waiting for someone to initiate with them. Exactly. And we're all sitting around and we're all saying, I want <laughs> Nobody a Nobody initiated yeah. with me. <laughs> Why isn't anybody initiating? Yeah, exactly. If you take that thought, I mean, I think everybody feels that way. Yeah, sure. And so somebody's got to go first and get that exactly. thing going. And that's been, that advice you gave has been really true for us. Is yeah. Just be willing to be an initiator and you stick with it. And over time, someday you wake up and people start initiating back with you. But exactly. you got to take that first step. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, okay, so relationally, and then we go into family. And again, this is for a whole another podcast, two or three, but just for uh, sp- uh, specifics for today is, all right, Laura and I, what's that going to look like for this season, right? We're going to have a date date night every week. That's what I wrote down because we, we'd slipped a little bit Are this semester. Are you listening, semester. Laura? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we slipped a little bit uh, this semester, and we said, all right, so we're going to do a date night once a week, or, um, hey, we're going to read a marriage book, or whatever it is. Our relationship is uh, the most important one, so I've got to have something clear and definable, not just I'm going to love her better. That's great. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> the the general doesn't work. It's got to be specific, so that's into a date time. And actually, I put a meaningful date time coming with good questions. How about that? There you go. I, mean, I wanted to read that, too, that I put that in there. Now I'm held accountable to it. Seriously. Yep. And then each kid. I should go through each kid and say, what, do, what does each kid need in this season? And how am I going to invest in them? And how am I going to initiate, right? I'm not just... And, and there's plenty of spontaneous, wonderful moments in parenting and opportunities. But I want to be intentional about, okay, what is it God doing in this season in this person's life? And how can I invest in them? So we got family, finances. On the financial side, again, remember, each of these has a scripture attached to it. So it's always about stewardship. What does my budget look like? What am I giving? Uh, and I always always put in one more deal about what are we believing God for that's outside the realm of what we can control. Oh, that's good. Right? If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. So there's always a, a big, what are we believing God for that's outside of the realm of what we can control? See, that's the interesting thing about this Rolls and Gold. You'll say, oh, you know, it's so intentional. And maybe, you know, God's just more sovereign than that, and so on and so forth. I find that God is way more sovereign in my life when I pray more into what he's uh, already spoken uh, or doing what he's already asked, you know. Uh, that's, that was a joke, by the way. So, um, <laughs> the, but, but, but the deal on that one is, is that if you're not praying into what is beyond you, uh, then you're not giving God the opportunity to move, and you're limited then by your own stewardship. And I think that's a mess. Uh, you want to leave that God gap and, and and pray into that as well. So that could be, you know, for stuff, and it can be for 
going overseas, taking a mission trip, doing stuff like that. Uh, but it can also be, hey, we uh, we need a home or we need a car or, or, or somebody else needs something. Just contending beyond what your resources can contain. Um, all right. Got a couple other deals and in, in, uh, we'll wrap it today. Uh, physically, um, again, um, all of us have uh, all these uh, desires, but it's got to get down to specificity. I do want to just put in one word, and, the, uh, and that is in, in Timothy it says, um, physical discipline is of some help, but spiritual discipline is of great help. All right, so that's a, that's a paraphrase of a key scripture because I think we're a little too obsessed with the physical because we're kind of out of control, so we want to over-control it. And my deal is is find something that is a, a peaceable rhythm, exercise, eating well, um, uh, You're looking good. Good today. attitude. Hey, thank you. So what? What, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm doing an extreme right now because <laughs> because I've got this Bell's palsy on my face, and they say it's caused by inflammation mainly. So I'm doing whole thirty for thirty days. Raising the bar around here. Raising the bar. Well, my the, my goal is thirty days. Remember, that's a thirty day deal, to, and hopefully it'll be some. I'll bring you a box of donuts when you're done. Th- thank you. Thank you. As a celebration, as a victory lap. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, and let's just say something like that. That is something that I need to do to take care of a health issue and hopefully adapt my lifestyle around it. But I will say this after 30 years of doing these roles and goals, um, those re-ups physically uh, have what kept us in line, kept us healthy, kept our kids healthy. And we do this all the time. And it doesn't. nobody's perfect. But the only thing that I was trying to say is don't over-obsess with anything. Just respond to what God's saying and do it in a balanced way. Yeah. Um, Great. So, um, and then maybe just uh, a last wrap-up piece is is with work. What does work look like in this season? What's God saying? We're all called to be workers, whether you're a a homemaker working at home, whether you're uh, working in, in industry, whether you're working as a sports figure, whatever you're doing, um, we're all called to work. The hand of the diligent will rule, Proverbs says, but the slack hand will be put to forced labor. Wow. So we have all of our kids memorized that scripture, and we we made sure that all of our kids had, that's where we got the kids' chore charge. It wasn't just my work, but what do they need to be doing to develop a work ethic so that they never are put to forced labor, but they're always uh, having an abundance to not only provide for themselves, but for others, right? So that's a whole other topic as well. We can pick up on another podcast. Lastly, take all those thoughts and say, all right, what's the daily schedule going to look like? What's our weekly schedule look like? What's our monthly schedule going to look like? I will say this. Actually, once these disciplines are in, um, you actually find more freedom than you think right. you do. Right, because the worst is to, hey, I just want to let it all flow, and it never happens. And so you live in the back of your mind, I'm not enough, I'm not doing it, I, I wanted to do this, I had the best intentions, why do I keep failing, why can't I get it? It's just, it's not outside of our grasp, right? It's just, order your days, according to Psalm 90, verse 12, according to Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Go through each of these blocks, and then order it out. And just give it a go. Give it a go this summer. It can be, right. my goal is to have fun with my kids every day. Great. Then when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? And what are you going to do? And I bet you'll have the best summer of your life. 
So I'm hoping that you take this podcast and then the accompanying resources we'll make available to you, our little outlines and stuff like that, and that you go for it and have an incredible summer in Jesus. I think with this, I hear often people talk about, you know, it can be a little overwhelming to hear it. You think, I can't afford to do that. And just as a dad with young kids, you really can't afford not to do it. Absolutely. Because that's the challenge is if you actually take the time to invest in this, how you just said it, my experience and watching a bunch of other people who have really busy lives, yeah. it's actually what gives you the grace for the busyness. Absolutely. And so that's that's our encouragement for everyone listening today. Give it a shot. Amen. See you next time. Alrighty. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. Yeah.